It's so hard being, you know, a woman who has got muscles when society hasn't really accepted females to have muscles and you're seen as aggressive or manlike. You say rugby's for all shapes and sizes. I want to show that. You're listening to the England Rugby Podcast, O2 Inside Line, and I'm Ellie Kildon. I'm Ellie Kildon, and I play currently with Harlequins and the Red Roses. So I play fullback, which essentially I'm the last person in defence. I'm behind the front line, catching the kicks, kicking them back, running back. I don't really like the contact. I'll do it if I need to, but um, I'm more about spotting the space and either creating space for other people or taking it myself. To be a good fullback, firstly, you've got to be able to catch a high ball under pressure. And sometimes it's really scary, but you've still got to be able to do it. And you've got to be able to do your one-on-one tackles when people do break the line. But essentially, in my opinion, to be a really good fullback, you've got to be able to spot the space and know how to utilise that, whether it be running or kicking or putting someone else in the space to make sure that we, um, we get to that as quickly as possible. Growing up, I was a big tomboy. I grew up in quite a rural area of Yorkshire. I had two neighbours, two girls and two boys, and obviously my younger brother, and we spent all day and all night playing out, building tree houses. I'd hope to say like the type of kid that's just been stuck in all the time, being very much myself, unapologetically, no matter where I am. Competitive, always competitive. If it's not being better than my brother, it's being better than my neighbours and the people at school, being the fastest at school, being the fastest when I, when I went down to the rugby pitch as well. When I look back on it, I'm so grateful of my upbringing and where we were brought up. I love being able to go home and have that contrast between being somewhere near London to going up to Yorkshire and it's so different. It's nice to have the stillness of Yorkshire and then the busyness of being down here as well. But it, it definitely allows me to appreciate where I've been brought up and I'm very much proud of being able to say I'm from Yorkshire and sticking to my roots with that. So I started playing rugby, I was probably about six. Our upbringing and playing out with neighbours, they were simply going to training one day and if I didn't go with them, I'd be playing on my own. Um, so I just ended up tagging along and it was actually league to begin with. And I just loved that everyone turned around and wondered why there was a girl at training. I went to the league training and then the next day I ended up going to union training as well. So I was playing both codes from a really, really young age and I was playing football as well. So I was very, very, very sporty. I didn't know that I was wanting to play rugby seriously till I was like 16. I was way further on in my career. I just knew that I loved it and I was never put under pressure by my parents or anybody around me to take it seriously. But it was when I went to Sainsbury's School Games when I think I was maybe 15 and we were playing for the under 18s. And when I went to this tournament, it in my eyes at the time was like a mini Olympics. There was loads of different sports going on. And the, the moment that I thought, this is what I want to do was in the changing rooms. There was a big marquee, like some fabric between each team. And we started trying to outplay each other with the music. So one team would play a bit music a bit louder and then another team would play it a little bit louder. And the fact that we could do that, go back to our rooms, all hang out with each other across loads of different teams, then go watch table tennis or go watch the athletics and then come back and play against each other at a really high level. 
higher than I've ever played before, just really lit a bit of a spark inside that made me think, I want to do this, I, I really want to do this. I came away saying I want to go to Heartbreak. I went saying, oh, no way. And yeah, I just knew that that's where I needed to go because a lot of the girls I looked up to that were really good all went there. It took a lot of back and forth and I just ended up going there and my career started pretty soon after that professionally. Something again, I'm grateful that my parents were open to letting me go. It took a little bit of fighting and back and forth, but it's yeah definitely been the right decision and it's part of a massive part of my journey today. I'm Alison Kildun and I'm Ellie's mum. Ellie as a little girl was uh, really fun, opinionated, strong-willed. I'd say she really enjoyed a really nice carefree growing up. I think she's always been quite free-spirited so I kind of think that upbringing may have helped, you know, give her that ability to just go, go and do what she wants to do and have a bit of fun. As a person, I think, you know, Ellie, Ellie's a very creative person, a very determined person. And, you know, I think rugby has given her the opportunity to really show those skills on the field and play a slightly different type of rugby, really express herself. But I also think it, it's taught her, the, you know, the importance of teamwork, the importance of dedication and hard work and being really disciplined, probably the sides of Ellie that were less natural to her. Hugely proud as it you know as any parent would be to to see their child live the dream there's nothing more you want for them is there than you know they've got a passion and and that passion becomes a reality and it becomes a whole career and lifestyle so she's just the most amazing person she's my soulmate and I always feel more alive when Ellie's in the room I remember doing an English essay on Jess Ennis, which is pretty cool because I got to learn more about her and how phenomenal she is, not as an athlete, but as, as a human. And that really inspired me to just be successful and to go for what I believe in and what I'm good at and to the nth degree uh, and keep on going. And, you know, the, the adversity that comes with it and the level of like hard work that's needed to be at that level just inspired me that someone else has done it, so why can I not do it? So she was definitely a massive role model. And then as I was kind of coming into rugby, Emily Scarrett is the classic but definitely someone that I looked up to. And she was my mentor when I was first coming in. And I remember getting a phone number and being like, I've got Emily Scarrett's phone number. I went to Harpery and I just turned 17. A bit of a shot in the dark with it because I didn't really know what was going to come from it. I knew I had under-20s trials coming up. I thought, oh, I really hope that I get into under-20s now because I'm, I'm now going to Harpery. And I went to the trials and I got a call to say that I didn't get in. And I remember being on the phone and just thinking, how am I going to tell mum that I didn't get in? And soon after, five, ten minutes after, I got a call from the seniors. I think it was actually uh, Scott that called and he was our old backs coach. He kind of said, oh, we want you to be in the, the senior squad, which was pretty cool because, well, I, I didn't actually believe it at the start. I think I said, oh, yeah, that'd be fun. And he was like, is that it? And I was like, yeah, that'd be really fun. And... I kind of thought it'd be a case of, oh, but you need to be a little bit older or we need you to do a little bit of 20s. But yeah, he meant it and 
it was soon after that I went into the squad. I had been involved with uh, my England development prior to this. So this actually was a little bit into Hartbury now. I took it with both hands and went with it. I'd never played fullback before at this point. I blagged to that. They said, oh, we know you've played fullback. And I said, oh, yeah, yeah, I played loads of fullback. I had no idea. I'd played 13 and wing up until that point. I made the learnings, kind of tough learnings. It was mistakes that I learned from. And yeah, I was, I was in the England squad at that point and it was cool. It was cool to say that I was doing it. It was cool to say, sorry, I can't come to biology because I'm going to an England game. Hartbury, like I said, gave me the exposure from playing with that team and with the Gloucester team to, you know, take hold of that 15 shirt and run with it and then play for my country with it as well. I didn't know how to play fullback. Never played it before. Knew that you were at the back and you caught the ball. And my first touch of the ball, I thought, what do fullbacks do here? What do fullbacks do here? And I booted it straight out into touch. It probably went about 10 meters. It was the worst. Like, I'd never done that. I'd never do that. I don't know why I did it. But after like many back and forth chats with Noi Waterman, she really gave me confidence to do what I do best. And at the time, it wasn't necessarily kicking because I had the feet and the, the pace to run around people. I watched her and studied her and playing with her and against her training, it pushed me on, it pushed me and it challenged me because she's phenomenal. And ultimately, I was fighting for her position. I love her. We have chin wags all the time and when I see her, it's a big hug and we've got each other ultimately because she is a massive part of why I play with number 15 on my back. So, yeah, that's after Nolly Waterman. Cameron Somerville Bailey, Ellie's boyfriend. When I first met her, it was just like... Wow, she's really cool. I just thought she was more like me than like anyone I've met. We were on like the same wavelength, I think, pretty pretty quickly. She works so hard and I think that comes through in her and how she's perceived in rugby. I think she's come on leaps and bounds. I think she got given quite a big platform when she was younger that I feel like some people could maybe have sort of certain complacency about about it. But I think She's managed to grow and grow and build off of those rather than sort of riding that wave. I think she wants to change the sport. She wants to change how people view women's rugby. She's got, I think, the mentality that that the sport needs to keep it fresh, keep it young, keep it interesting. I think with a few fine tweaks and stuff, I think she'll be the best one in the world in the years to come. I can I can see it. I am a strong believer that social media is so important. I know that it has its downfalls, and I think if it's used in the right way and we're taught on how to use it, I think it's really, really powerful as a tool. I believe that content is king or queen, whichever way you want to say it. And, you know, I'm not just a rugby player. I'm not just the England fullback or the one with curly hair. I've got so much to show about my life. It's so nice to be able to express yourself in all the different ways because ultimately you're not just a rugby player and rugby isn't going to be there forever. It's a short career. I want to show people what I do. I, I live a pretty cool life. I play rugby as my full-time job. I travel the world. I play on the pitch for my best friends. And, you know, even now I'm, I'm doing a podcast for 
England. That's very cool. And you've got to step back and, and sit there and think that is actually something that other people would love to be doing. I believe that social media is, is key. And I think going forward with how we're playing, we've got a huge like, fan base now. And I love looking at the comments section. So I posted a, a photo after we lost in the final in New Zealand. And I sometimes sit and just read the comments that there's over 100 comments on there of the support that maybe the words that I needed as soon as I went to the changing room to to bring me up and to show that when you do step on the rugby pitch and something happens you feel alone and you feel you know that you need your like someone's arm around you and my mum and dad were there and my boyfriend was there and I, I went up and gave them a hug and heard their words but to hear people that I don't even know support me in a way that they did and it wasn't just a well done you've got it next time it was words from the heart that's what kind of motivates me to keep on being better because I know people genuinely are invested in us and we do make people proud and I want to keep on making them and everybody else who's involved with my story proud. I think I've always been quite quirky, a bit weird people will say. I love weird. Like, weird is so cool. And I think it's a term that's kind of like chucked around and people think it has a negative connotation, but I think run with it because there's so many people in the world that would love to be weird and they try the hardest to be weird and they're just not. Having an image is quite important and being confident in your image and in yourself and being able to find ways of expressing yourself. It's what makes you happy. It's what makes you you. I never have really cared about people's opinions because everyone's going to have an opinion no matter what. But I've finally learned that. So if I want to put double denim on and have boxes underneath because it gives a layer, I'm going to do that. Or I bought a 14-year-old t-shirt because it kind of looks cool. That's just me expressing myself on that day. I want everyone around me to be able to be happy and live their best life and have the best energy in the world because I've had people recently in my life that have opened that up to me. And suddenly I want that impact on other people as well. That all comes under the same umbrella for me and just own it. Whatever you're going to do, just own it and you'll own the room that you walk into as, as you do that as well. In terms of photography, there's so much more to us as people than on pitch. The changing rooms, great. The car journeys, great. What people are doing outside of the training grounds and the training week is another big thing as well. And when I, I got injured a few months back, I kind of took it upon myself to capture that. I like the film photography anyway. Took a camera out to New Zealand and captured those different bits because I love that you forget what you've taken and then you, you get the roll back and it's a bank of memories. It allowed me to stay at training when I was injured and be involved with the girls. And when I started realizing that I was capturing pretty cool pictures and ultimately just catching people having fun and being happy and being able to share that with them and seeing that that photo makes them happy that I captured that gave me that like buzz. So then I just started doing it more. And yeah, I just love being able to capture people's personality. Kildun, still going Kildun, Ellie Kildun, a sensational score. I'm Sarah Beckett, I play for Gloucester Hartbury in England. Ellie Kildun on the pitch is elusive, 
very hard to nail down. She's very fast, very creative, and off the pitch, I think, mirrors that, really. She, I think she likes to live quite a fast-paced life, and she's very creative in terms of her photography, and she likes to have a sing as well, and likes to do a lot of stuff. I feel like she always has something going on. I'm Mark Davis. I play for Bristol Bears and the Red Roses. Ellie off the pitch has so much energy. She's a photographer as well. She loves taking photos, so she's constantly got her camera. She's just someone that's really lovely to be around, always brings you up, always has time for people. And then on the pitch, her speed, like her footwork, her turn of pace is absolutely incredible. And the way that she sort of makes opportunities and sort of find space out of nowhere is unbelievable. She's still so young as well, like she's got so many years ahead of her, so excited to see what she can do in those years. Hunt looks up, Harrison having to play over the top of the injury, it's Kildun. Kildun's still going, got support if she wants it, doesn't need it. Representation is a huge thing. I think being a woman can be hard at times anyway. I also think being a woman in sport is also hard at times. And I feel that I've got a duty to show and represent women in a way that is strong and independent and powerful. Growing up, I was always the fastest, so I never really got caught in a tackle or anything like that. So I didn't really see the, the importance of being strong. As long as I was fast, I was okay. I had to learn quickly because I got smashed a few times and suddenly I started learning that I have to be strong. It's so hard being, you know, a woman who's got muscles when society hasn't really accepted females to have muscles. And if you do have muscles, it's, it's cooler if you're in a different sport. But when it's in a male-dominated sport, it's a completely different thing and you're seen as aggressive or manlike or whatever the negative connotations. So you say rugby's for all shapes and sizes, which it is. I want to show that and it's taken me a long time to get to this point of liking my body, loving my muscles, because a few years ago, not even that long ago, I'd definitely always been a dress with long sleeves because I didn't like my arms. I thought they, they looked too muscly. And having the space to be accepted as I'm bigger than the girls that are not in rugby, but I'm smaller than the girls in rugby. I kind of didn't know where to sit, so I want to represent those people that don't know where they sit and don't know where they belong. I love the, I got a picture of myself in the gym and my biceps were popping and I've never said this ever, but my arms looked really good. My biceps looked really good. But I've been on such a journey to get to this point. And I know there's so many people out there, men and women that struggle with body image and struggle with where they're, accepted socially but we need to find a space that has role models there to sh like pave the way that it's okay to look different and it's okay to feel different. Mm -hmm.